He's a cop from the 90s who just woke up in the 21st century. I've been dreaming about killing you for 40 years. She's his new partner. What I wouldn't do for some action. With all the right moves. I'm impressed. And all the wrong phrases. You take this job and you can shovel it. Close enough. Sylvester Stallone. Wesley Snipes. Demolition Man. Rated R. Starts Friday, October 8th. Welcome to Midnight Movies. Once again, I am Kane, and I am joined by my ever-trusting tag team partner, my hetero life mate for life, the captain, oh my captain, Captain, how you doing, sir? What, what? What's going on, guys? Sorry, had to, it's been a weird week. <laughs> oh, yeah, very weird week. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. So uh, if anybody's behind the scenes, so you got to get a time frame for this. If you're listening way back, uh, this is in the middle or the beginnings of the coronavirus uh, outbreak that we're having right now. So, Yes, it is. And uh, hopefully everybody's stocked up, everybody's safe and uh, wash your hands. Wash your hands. Definitely wash yes. your hands. Wash them twice, wash them three times, but wash them. And uh, if you got to wear a surgical mask, wear it. Just uh, be safe out there. I always heard, I always heard, I always heard a uh, home uh, happy birthday twice. And that's your good, that's your good time frame for washing your hands. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> and how ironic that uh, as we undergo this epidemic, when there's a shortage of toilet paper that we are doing a movie that closely ties in to this uh, epidemic. Well, not really, but a certain thing that happens later on in the movie, which is demolition man, a uh, Wesley Snipes, Sylvester Stallone starred movie. Came out of the 90s, I believe, uh, with a young Sandra Bullock, by the way. Very young Very Sandra young. Bullock. Yep. And, um, yeah, this was kind of like a faux pas into a sci-fi for Stallone. Because I don't think he had done a sci-fi movie before this. Before, Because no. this, this is before Judge Dredd, I believe. Uh, yeah, two years before, actually. Okay, so this is his first foray into that. I think uh, Wesley was coming off. What was Wesley he was coming movie? off of a Boiling Point and uh, what was the other one he just he had just done before? Uh, Rising Sun. This and uh, New Jack City was years before that, too. Well, right? Yeah, yeah, a few years before this. Yeah, the okay. first two movies, uh, or last two movies he did before this one was, like I said, Boiling Point and Rising Sun. Stallone had just gotten done with the amazing Oscar-nominated Stop or My Mom Will Shoot was the movie before this uh and the movie before that honestly didn't get a lot of rave reviews it actually got panned really bad but i loved it It was oscar his his first i I didn't i didn't hate oscar i did not hate that movie i mean it wasn't the greatest but this was a just this was a strange time for for stallone because yeah he he kind of was branching out away from the action hero um Phase because, like I said before, this Oscar, you know, mo- you know, stop or my mom will shoot an Oscar. Uh, then, of course, after this, he went back to a little bit of comedy, but but um, but action as well. With I think, like you said, you know, after this was Judge Dredd, uh, before, but yeah, this was a, a, a strange time for for Stallone. Yeah, he was trying to fit into the world again, as you said. He had, I guess, before Oscar, he had done like all those Rambo movies and then Rocky, so yeah, he was trying to branch his wings a little bit. and Wesley was a like kind of like an up and comer and uh he was just in his prime and I think this was a couple movies before he started Blade. I think he did uh, two movies after this and then he started Blade. And then um 
I guess you could say his, I don't want to say his career skyrocketed after that, but he, he became, you know, known as Blade. After well, Blade was five years after this. Now, you, you, you still had Sugar Hill, Tu Wong Fu, Money Train, The Ooh. Fan, Murder at 1600. I mean, oh, Murder at 1600. Marshall. I mean, yeah, you had a lot before. Yeah, he, this was Wesley's, like, he coming out. I mean, he started 86. The Wesley um, Sons. Yeah, but now he was, this, he was catching a good stride. He's always had, he was always in a good stride. I mean, you think back to, like, when he came out, I'm going to throw it, make you guys feel old out there, a Wildcats. Ooh. I mean, if nobody remembers that with young Woody Harrelson on that, I mean, um, then of course you had major league, you know, Mo, Mo better blues. I mean, these are all in the eighties, early nineties before he even touched this movie. Oh, he, he had, a, he was having a good run. It's, so, uh, and then it's, this is, um, Sandra Bullock's seventh movie. Uh, before that she had some really like low budget movies going on. Nothing. But I think before. speed was the big movie before this one. No, after Oh, it was after this was after yeah like i said when she when i say she this is her seventh movie she didn't have much beforehand she really didn't have much beforehand okay so speed was before this no after this it was after this yeah are you sure like i'm telling you dude seven movies before this this and they were not uh they were they were not uh big movies trust me i did hmm. my homework on this one okay uh, I, I, I was just trying to think because i thought she got selected because she was in speed for no movie, speed but- speed was uh, a year after this she was went from this to fire in the amazon wrestling Ernest hemingway she probably got this be, uh, speed because of this because she could get that action side of her uh, but yeah, before that, dude, she was like full in his money. A uh, who shot Patacongo, Love Potion number nine, The Vanishing. I mean, like when I say no, no, when I say no, like her first two movies were direct to video ones. I remember The Vanishing Point. She was in the like basically the beginning of the movie, and she was like the MacGuffin of the whole movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and that was about it. Yeah, but yeah, so. as I said, yeah, this is her. This is her kind of launching big point. I mean, I, I mean, you can say that The Vanishing was because it did have such a, a good cast, but like as far as big, you know, big action, um, getting a lot of press, Demolition Man. That was a that was a creepy movie, The Vanishing. Yeah. I remember? Uh, was it was it Jeff Bridges? Wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. That's the one. And Kiefer Sutherland, I believe, and uh, got the Kiefer's trying to look for Sandra throughout the movie, and then uh, you find out that he killed her, and he's just trying, he pre- trying to prevent somebody else from being kidnapped, and the dude who actually kidnaps her. Spoilers: This movie's like over, you know, thirty years old. Um, he finds it, he gets caught inside of a trunk of the guy, and then he drinks his weird potion. It's it's a strange movie, but it's freaking creepy. Yeah, and that, and you also had uh, Nancy Travis was in that movie as well. Oh, that's right, Nancy Travis. Man. So, but this movie actually, we're going to do Demolition Man is actually my choice for our movie watch longs that are outside of our normal, you know, niche uh, instead of superheroes and, and sci-fi where we thought we'd do movies in, in certain categories. And this is my choice for nineties movies. I, this week I had nineties movies and uh, for, for uh, this month. So this is my nineties movie choice. I had a few others, but I thought this one would be fun. Just just because it's Stallone and it was an, a change for him. And it's one of my favorite movies from that kind of that time. Uh, you and I've always talked about, you know, our love for like the last action hero. And this is to me, Stallone's last action hero. It, they both came out around the same time and I just, it, it's just fun. And then of course, with the, with the, the mass buying of toilet paper going on here in the United States, <laughs> we've, uh, the, the three seashells just seemed poignant at the time to, to have this, you know, go on because in this movie, we will re- talk about it more, but there are some prophetic pr- pr- um, moments in here where it's like the, this movie prophesies a lot of technology, and I think that we're seeing the birth of the seashells. So, uh, 
So what we're going to go ahead and get started. Um, I'm going to take the countdown this time since it, since it's my choice. Absolutely, sir. All right, it's guys. So we are here. We're going to be doing a Demolition Man. This is not a special cut or anything like that. I think it is an hour and 55 minutes for our for our time frame for this. So uh, if you guys have that, that version, it's a basically yeah, an hour and 15 minutes. Well, I'm sorry about that. I was going a little crazy. So hour and 15 minutes and <laughs> we're going to go ahead and get this one started. Uh, if anybody's out there, make sure you have your Taco Bell or your Pizza Hut with, with you. And uh, we're going to do this now in three, two, one, play. And the reason I make the Pizza Hut comment, because it was only here in America that Taco Bell was in this movie. Yeah. Everywhere else in the, in the world, it was, it was Pizza Hut. Yeah. Which for, for somebody that I, I was just a YouTube guy I watched, and he was doing a review of this movie I saw years ago. And he's like, yeah, he's like, I never knew a Taco Bell. He's like, for me, it was always Pizza Hut. I never, never knew it. But when you, see the, when you see the clip of that Pizza Hut scene, you see him overdub the name Damn, oh, what's this is one badass 1996 LA huh what's up with all these fires it was it was LA man I was what the there. hell I was, I was did, he, did he cause them all is that what they're trying to say that he caused all this I don't think no I don't think it's him I think it's just it's just become so overrun with crime very similar to you okay. know, Escape from LA and Escape from New York you know that kind of feel that's just the, these big cities have become apocalyptic and, and you know, they're, the cops are just barely holding on. I mean, you even take into consideration like the thing they did, they did for the crow, you know, with devil's night, you know, how, how it was like on fire Detroit. Although if you like water out there right now, I wouldn't, it wouldn't be that far from the truth. Mm-hmm. And of course, one cop is going to stop all of it. Exactly. John Spartan. Welcome to the 90s where one cop can change everything. Thing. I think I was telling you that in the green room before. I kind of miss the voiceover guys for trailers. They don't have that no more. Yeah, the one, yeah, the one guy that could do it because there was this one guy that did them all. Yeah. In a world where nothing is safe, he came out of nowhere. I think my favorite my favorite play on that is from um, Tropic Thunder. Oh yeah, the, that's, the that's, fake trailers. I've <laughs> found those trailers were great, man. Oh, what was the one with Toby McGuire and uh, Robert Downey Jr.? Oh, they were like the, was like they were like two priests, two, like yeah, two yeah, two monks or something. <laughs> and they, it was like it was a forbidden love, and they just kept looking at each other in this weird way. Grab, grabbing each other's like, like oh ropes man ropes and that stuff. was, I was like, oh, <laughs> so this movie uh, had a budget of 57 million dollars just to kind of put it out there uh it domestically made 58 so it broke even like it like domestically it just made its money back uh international sales is where it like boomed uh got uh, close to uh 101 million so this was a, a pretty decent pull for it. Not sure why we didn't see any more from it. I mean, the ticket sales, I mean, it made money. It made a hundred, you know, a million dollars. So I'm not sure if they were wanting more. You know that knife you just saw there that he put down? Yeah. I, I, I had to look at it twice when I saw this movie, like the first time. 
because I thought the knife was the same knife that was used in Cobra, but it wasn't. Oh, uh, you know, remember, remember that movie Cobra where he has like the same knife. Yep. And I yeah. thought it was like the it was a skull on it, but the other one had like a, I guess a snake on it or something. That's the one thing about these kind of movies. You always have these villains with these certain kind of weaponry that kind of fits them. Like this guy has a, a, a freaking dagger with a skull on it. That's cool. Fun fact, Wesley Snipes was not the first choice for Sly Stallone to be in this movie. Want to ponder who it is? Yeah. Well, I know who it is. Why don't you let everybody else know who it is? It was Jackie Chan. He wanted Jackie Chan. But Jackie Chan declined. And why did Jackie Chan decline? Uh, hold on. <laughs> I just I skipped over. Oh, Jackie Chan declined because he did not want to play a bad guy because his fan base knew him as this hero. So he didn't want to change. He's never, his... And he's never played a bad guy. Nope. I don't think ever. And, and that's, there's a lot of actors that are out there. You know, he's like, I've grew, I have this fan base that knows me as a hero and I'm not, I can't disappoint them. Especially, especially with Jackie Chan. He was such a, a phenomenon there in, in China that, you know, his, his fan base didn't, uh, you know, saw him as a, as an icon. But before Jackie Chan, there and before Stallone, there were two other people that were actually up that were being asked to do this, in the in sort of the same genre as as Stallone. So you know they weren't branching out, and going crazy, you know, getting like a big big name actor, um, or you know an Oscar winning actor. They were still going with an action action star. No, I was going to say they're not going to go with Max von Sydow. No, 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 no. <laughs> gonna, yeah, no, they're going to go. They were looking at two other uh, main major action heroes during this time frame and neither one of them to take wanted to take it for that same reason that um jackie chan turned it down you know who those two guys were i'm gonna take a guess was one of them van damme yes sir and i'm gonna think i'm gonna think van damme stay, stay, stay in that same level stay right there i mean you're, you're like you're in the sweet spot for it uh okay. you're still in the sweet spot uh seagal yes bingo yeah they both were asked to play those characters, and they both. Man, that out. would have been an interesting movie, man. Because both of those guys know different. they're sh- a lot different. <laughs> man, it would have been weird. Yeah, but they would have been cool though. Yeah. Now that during, that building that got destroyed, that was actually a lumber factory. Yeah, it was in Kentucky, I believe. Yeah, right? Louisville. Yeah. yeah. You know, I was there just gonna is. say before. There he is. Yep. The, the there typical, he is. <laughs> the typical cop that. Uh, Chief that yells at him. He was uh, also in Lethal Weapon. I can't remember the yep. actor's name, but he was their their chief of police in Lethal, Lethal Weapon. Not typecasted in the least. Now, why do they blame him for for the kids dying? Because he went in there like guns a blazing and not waiting for backup. That kind of I think that was the whole thing. They were. I think they'll explain it here. So that's his fault. Yeah. yeah I don't know about that, yeah. man. Well, it's, he was like he was the one that caught him. And put him in there. How are you gonna blame him, this guy? Got him, but the bodies, but people were in there. He didn't. He let the place burn up and destroy and be destroyed and kill those people instead of looking. If I was sliced alone right there, I would have shot this fireman. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you, you got you got to realize the LA's rule is protect and serve. That's all over their vehicles. So they he did not uh, he served, but he sure as hell didn't protect. By the way, now I know where uh, Bray Wyatt got his idea for the fiend with those pants. Oh yeah. You know Wesley Snipe hated that haircut. Hated yeah. that freaking haircut. He was nut. He shaved it off um, right after, right after it was done. 
Uh, this is 1996 LA. What do they get this technology? It's, it's That's like Terminator technology. level. It's alternate universe technology. Well, this is after, after the Terminators uh, and they discovered the arm. This is the technology they use. So that's like, this will be the alternate. You know, oh my God. I remember like a lot of movies after, after T2 came out, we're using that same technology. The liquid, it, liquid metal. Yeah. It got, it, at first when you cool. saw it, I was, it was so cool. But then after a while, I was like, yeah. Well, it's the same thing with the, with, um, I mean, I, I love the movie, the matrix. Uh, I mean, that almost ended up in my nineties movie. Uh, but I think that one that deserves its own, its own yeah. series of watch alongs. But, um, uh, to that, the 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 so the where the where they would do that surround thing when um, Carrie and Moss got up and the camera like zipped around her, people started doing that. And to where I mean, even to the point where like even Shrek made fun of it. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it was it great it well too. By the way, it was yeah, great. I mean, it, <laughs> it, it was good, but it was just. Mm-mm. You know, it's funny in this movie now. He looks very, he's in shape. But he's a lot more trimmer. You look at him now; he's just huge and bulky. Well, it's the age, man. You can still keep the muscle, but sometimes after a while, some of that starts turning a little bit into fat too. I forgot Jesse was in this movie. Jesse, Jesse Ventura. Oh yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah, apparently he hated filming this scene because it was so freaking cold in there. It's not just that that it's a freezing place, but it was actually cold in there. So they didn't kill him. They froze him. Hmm. I guess. Well, that's the whole point, you know, of, well, you know, California doesn't have a death penalty, so you're going to put him in there let him do his time which i think is wrong you know if you, if you think about it you want people to do their time and age not come out and you know be the same way yeah still be young should be the same age because did you learn anything no not really i learned how to not knit. really <laughs> i mean can you imagine if this technology was real like how many people will go hey you know what yeah you killed like 30 people guess what we're gonna freeze you yeah for to, for how long? For fifty years. But you're going to come out, and you're going to still be the same age. Yeah. yeah. And then you get released. So it's like you know what was the punishment? <laughs> I'd be breaking crimes <laughs> and right. Just I'm going to say. I would, hell yeah! I'd be like, what? You're going to freeze me for forty years? I'm going to look the same when I get out? Hell yeah! Although this Do doesn't, this doesn't look fun though. I mean, just to, no, no. I'd probably no. be freaking out during this time. I mean, did he? I mean, he's got to be drowning in there. It looked like the liquid was like thicker. Like it wasn't like water. So does it allow him to breathe? I don't know. I'm just trying he, to figure he, out the logistics. He was probably getting ready to pass out there, but okay. So the, okay, so they probably just did it to the point where he was, and then they froze him. Okay, that makes sense. I recall seeing this movie in the theater. And um, just being like, what the hell is this? <laughs> so just so we get a reference point, this is in the, in the November 20th, 1996. This was a Wednesday, folks, um, for you Scorpios. Bill Clinton was president. Special week, uh, the U.S. was uh, listening to No Diggity. Uh, in U.K., they were listening, listening to Say You'll Be There by the Spice Girls. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, let's see here. 
Uh, if you're in video games, you're probably playing uh, Blupo or Duke Nukem 3D. Those were the big things in 19. I was playing Duke Nukem 3. That was, I was one of those guys. There, there you go. Just for reference points for anybody that's interested. Of a, Let's get him. What was going on? August 30th, 2032. <laughs> when I pulled that up online, that's awesome. On this day in fictional history, November 20th, Saint Sergeant John Spartan sentenced to seven years in cryo. <laughs> that's awesome. Now, why did they change their, their uh, uniforms in, in his lab? They went from the white. Now they got what? They went all gothic? Yeah, well, it's the future now. It's a different now, now. It's different times. What is it? Twenty years now in the future? Is this the same guy who was in the past? Possibly. Yeah, they probably kept him because he looks like it was like the, there was the guy with glasses. He was there with the same little iPad, and now you got this dude. Yeah. So you're talking. So how? Well, what was he? About like thirty something. Thirty. Back? I think this is almost thirty years. Okay. So yeah. Let's just say, as a scientist, he's probably like let's say early thirties. Yeah. At that point. So yeah. he's about 60. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, this, this thing is not too far off, by the way. There are self-driving cars. Actually, yeah. The prediction list here is uh, you not only see self-driving cars, you hear GPS. You also GPS. see them on Skype on his tablet. Yeah. Yeah. So this movie was very, very good on, the, like I was saying, the prophetics, you know, pro- you know prophesizing about technology. Uh, like I said, yeah, GPS, Skype, self-driving cars, virtual reality. You'll see virtual reality later on where you just put something on your head and go from there. So, yeah, there's a lot of things that were. Can you imagine living in a world like this? No crime. And you're a cop. No, no. And by the way, some of these car designs, not too far off of some of the cars you see now. Yeah, I mean not exactly, but the, like some of those like like reference points. But I mean, you really think back to to the car designs going on back then too. I mean, early nineties, you you had the Tauruses with the more bubble shaped and. Mm-hmm. The concept cars came out of this problem. Yeah, the Astro vans and just like a lot yeah, of the, a lot of. Yeah. The, I mean, that's an Astro van right there. That's an Astro van right there. Yeah. Eerie how much this thing predicted. Hey, it's Dennis Leary. Yep. Pretty much Dennis Leary played his stand-up act. Like the character he plays in this, it's just straight up his stand-up act. Well, if you see Dennis Leary in any kind of movie or show, he's basically playing himself. Well, no, like, no. Let's be real. His, well, no, not really, though. I mean, he's not playing that character now. You know, now. He's actually playing... Uh, like, but like when you looked at his stand-up act during this time frame, that's all he did. He just, they just hired him say, Hey, just do your stand-up act. Look how young Rob Schneider looks. Yep. yep the, uh, still was still playing the desk clerk from Saturday night live. I mean, that's, there's a straight up throwback there. <laughs> Big time. Yep. And again, they're not, and look at, dance. they're not touching each other. <laughs> we, should, we, we, should start, <laughs> we should start pushing that instead of doing the, uh, the, the Wakanda signal or, or the or the Vulcan greeting, we should start doing. Dude, I, I was just gonna say that I was gonna save it for tomorrow, but I guess I'll tell you now. Like at work, instead of doing like a handshake or fist pound, we're doing the Wakanda thing now. <laughs> it's just hysterical. I see my boss do it. I'm just dying laughing every day. See, see we, we've we've started we started the the Vulcan. 
Oh, you, you, you doing you doing the Vulcan thing? Yeah, okay. yeah you know. Well, we're doing some, kind of throw some gang signs every once in a while, man. You're hardcore like that. Yeah. This guy's been a lot of things too. Forgot his name. A Sweeney Todd. Yeah, I know he's been he's been a couple. Yeah, of he's been in quite a few. Uh, Glenn, uh, shit, shit. No, that's not him. Sorry, I'm on the wrong one. So your office? Hey, Benjamin Brad. Wow, look at that. Yep. He is married to Teresa Soto, and Teresa Soto was in the first Mortal Kombat movie, and the second one too. She played. Um, she was a daughter of uh, Shao Kahn. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Now you notice the uh, the lethal weapon one is because yeah, the, and the production company that uh, or not the production company, S- Silver Productions. Yeah. yeah, they uh they did this. They did lethal weapon also. Actually, I got a chance to watch that Lethal Weapon series before they canceled it. The first two seasons were really good. Oh yeah, that's what I heard. Until they, until they lost uh, the guy that played. They Rick. lost that when, when they lost that guy and then replaced him with somebody else. You could yeah. that series went. Yeah, that, that's that's yeah, I never got a chance to watch, but that's what I heard. Uh, one of our friends was a fan of it, and she was like, "Yeah, it just lost it after that." Now, was the original concept of Simon Phoenix like a 90s hip-hop artist? I don't or know really what the concept of this was. Like, as far as I'm just trying to think. Because, like, the, the fade cut, crop top. I believe the members of Jodeci had the same haircut. There's a throwback for you kids. Yeah. Sometimes they should, they should have been locked up, too. <laughs> Sorry. I, I'm pretty sure they were going with, like, the gang feel of the, of the early... 90s. I mean, that's what what they had to go off of the stereotypes. Teddy bear, nice. So there was a novel that was released in 1986 with pretty much the same story. Uh, it was a, a Hungarian science fiction uh, from a Hungarian science fiction writer. Uh, will not try to pronounce his name, but the novel translated was Fight of the Dead and it was published in 96. He, like people have read it and they're like, yeah, I know he should have like filed lawsuit, but he knew what he would make back from rights. Wouldn't have paid for his lawyer. So he didn't even bother with the, uh, with the lawsuit. But a lot of the, a lot of the, uh, a lot of people that have read the book, they're like, no, pretty much most of this movie was taken from that. I like how he just walks out of there with the eye. <laughs> now the director of this, you 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 always have this thing about directors and and like people that you know have first time directors. There's supposed to be first time director, uh, and he's pretty much this is the only directed movie he like truly directed, like big movie. He directed. Um, other than that, he does like installation like it's just uh, like it's channel nine 
video installation and like he does like those little like intros to to the um to like the new channels oh wow um he's really done nothing to that other than big one he did was power from uh kanye west he did a video on that uh but yeah demolition man and a movie called district in 2006 is all he did he had no movies before this and no movies from 93 to 2006 Nothing, huh? Yeah, uh, Mark, uh, Marco Brambilla is uh, Canadian director, and that's really it. I mean, guy has nothing on his records, really. You know, he does it, whatever his video installations have been seen. What a video! A contemporary art form that combines video technology and installation art. And again, what's the fuck's installation art? What the fuck? An artistic genre of three dimension works. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, he's pretty much just been a producer kind of guy, production stuff in the back. So again, one of those moments, you know, no, nobody actor, yeah, I, I, no, or nobody directors did something. Got to take that back then. Yeah, you won't. I stand corrected. <laughs> no, I'm not taking it back. <laughs> just to spite me, you won't take it back. No, I won't. you're right. I will not take it back. Cryo Penitentiary. Simon Phoenix. I remember that guy. Well, unless you read about Simon Phoenix. Then you read about that evil. <laughs> Sorry. I just wanted to, it was one of those ones I would have seen it. I'm like, read like an evil you never read about. Unless you read about Simon Phoenix and then you take Sorry. Which one did you read? Did you read about him or you didn't? Oh, 20s, man. We're going to get low jack soon. Oh, yeah. Jury riggings? <laughs> Damn. Man, you can go bad. You go all bad, man. You just don't go Damn, he's got like a list. You know, I was reading on... um online today of uh all the diseases throughout the history that kill people a friend of mine posted it and i'm looking at all of them and one of them that, that was interesting was called the king's death i'm like what was that was that like a virus i never heard like that sounds like a badass name the king's death and then uh a buddy of my message he's like no nah, apparently it was like a king who like he just killed people i'm like oh that's it i thought it was like, like some kind of like awesome disease where you're like fucking mutated into something you want you mutate into a king i don't know like mutated to some kind of like horrible thing and the king will chop off your head or something would you, would you end up mutating into run dmc i, I don't know that, <laughs> that was the first thing i thought of like the king's death what is the king's death <laughs> let's go out there and get him Uh, pretty soon we're gonna be doing that white people are funny (laughs) see now when are we gonna get one of them i want one of them i want one of those that that that's good for me right there oh yeah Uh, i don't need anybody else in the car 
Just got enough me. room back there for my groceries in my bag. Yeah, you're good. I don't feel like there's anything special about me. You're incredibly sensitive, man. What the hell? Violence. Be well. Edgar Friendly. What a name. So, uh, Leanna Huxley, Sandra Bullock's character, you, you, you do during your homework, you run around, run across who was supposed to play her? Hank girl. Yes. Lori Petty. Uh, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I think she would have, she would have had too much attitude. I don't think Lori Petty. Yeah. I, I love Lori Petty as an actress, but there's something dangerous about her in a way, you know, they're, they're, she, I don't just, I don't see the innocent side of her. No, I mean, I don't, I don't know the woman at all, but I just, when I see her and everything she's ever played, it's just been, there's been a bad girl side and I just don't see it. No, she's too, she'd be too, um, what's the word? Too machismo. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, you know what I mean? That's, that's what I was saying. There. Where is Lori Petty nowadays? I wonder. Oh, Lori Petty. Sure. She's doing some probably smaller roles. Well, everybody's doing TV love. nowadays, so who knows? I used to be in love with Lori Petty, man. Oh, when she was in uh, League of Their Own, and then she did um, she did Point Break. Oh, Orange Is New Black. She's been uh, she was in Orange Is New oh, Black. She- yep. Cops don't smile. The last movie she did was Dead Awake. Simon Phoenix, lie down with your hands behind your back. Yeah, she's pretty much all all over TV. Summer Camp yeah. Island, Robot Chicken, Transformers: Roberts in Disguise. Oh, really? Okay, wife. Really? Oh, God, she was in Gotham. You should. She was in Gotham. She was a uh, Jerry in Gotham. Uh. Wraith of the Villains, the this ball of mud and meanness episode. She was in one episode. Gotham, yep. I have to look that up. I don't remember seeing her there. Yeah, maybe she was uh, hidden. Hmm. Maybe she's, kept, she's kept pretty busy. Just smaller roles. Guest stars. She probably turned down that Point Break remake. She's like, nope, I'm not going to be in this piece of garbage. At least, at least she could have done a cameo, you know. Believe me, that movie could have that that movie could could have used the cameos. I mean, just like uh, just like they did, like for uh, what was it? Um, Hill Street, not Hill Street Blues. Jesus Christ, Hill Street. Wow. No, sorry, Ju- Twenty One Jump the Street. Day. No, no, I was gonna pull try to think. of the day. Twenty One Jump Street is what I meant. It's I like, was gonna say you gotta you gotta pull out Saint Elsewhere too. No, no, <laughs> but no, I meant uh, Twenty One Jump Street when like uh, you know uh, Greco. Oh uh, yeah, showed was- up. You know they. She should have done something like that. Where you're like, I wish. On. That was the best cameos they could use in 21 Jump Street. They use those characters perfectly. Yeah. 
Now, according to this, Snipes had to was told to slow down. Apparently, his fighting. He was so proficient in, in his martial arts that he had to slow down because the camera couldn't pick him up. Yeah, he was uh, he's a seventh degree black belt, I believe. Yeah, everybody talks about, oh, look at Keanu Reeves doing the guns. Da, da, da. Wesley was doing that way back then. He was, he was oh. actually trained to do what you saw him in in his, in his action films. He, he learned the guns. He even I remember it was a Howard Stern interview a long time ago, and, and Howard asked him about that. He's like, do you, I, I understand you go out to the gun range and you, you're, you know, you're proficient with these weapons. He's like, well, that's what I do for a living. I play to be proficient. So why wouldn't I be proficient? So it would look real. I would hold the gun like it was natural to me. You know what I'm thinking they should do? I mean, I think uh, that there's the next, the next coming to America is coming out this year. Yeah. And I believe Wesley's going to be in it. I believe he's, he plays like the, uh, plays like the main uh, villain in the movie. That's what I've read. But I just had a thought. They don't start filming John Wick for till next year. Hopefully, everything goes well. He'd be so perfect in John Wick Four because of his training and all. He knows the action. He's proficient. Yeah, he plays. He, he General, would. He uh, would. Uh, General Izzy is in the new uh, Coming to America. Who's the character? He, dude, he would fit so good in John Wick Four. Hey, Sir Nigel Hawthorne. This reminds me of the um, reminds me of the scene in Krypton where uh, Jor-El's talking to like the council and they're just nothing but faces. It's creepy. Yeah. <laughs> It's <laughs> just these TV sets turning at you. But, but again, another another moment that's very prophetic. You know, these mm-hmm. this happens all the time at jobs, you know, businesses. You don't you don't have meetings face to face anymore. You actually have them via Skype and on you know video cameras like this. I, mean, I was see, interviewing you and I. You and I have had. I mean, that's pretty much what we're doing here. You know. Yeah, pretty much. We just we just haven't turned on the camera because I just bought this. I don't want you to break it. Ah. Yeah. ah. That's right, folks. We'll be here all week. And try the veal. Yep. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Hey, it's actually, the um. Oh yeah. It's the big fat guy from Beetlejuice. I think he's got the same hair cut and the same clothes almost. Yeah, right? he does. I think he <laughs> I mean, does. Did he just walk out of Beetlejuice into here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, Sir, he, Sir he, was a, he was in a he was in a cryo tube. Yep, that's what it was. Uh, Sir Nigel passed away December two thousand one. So, yeah, he hasn't been with us in a while. That's a shame. Let's see the last thing he did. Call me. Look at that. He's wearing, look at this. This guy's wearing the white gloves, too. God, this yep. would be so eerie of what's going on right now. <laughs> now, it's funny. You make that comment about him. Like, you know, did he just come from the set of Beetlejuice? Stallone was actually filming Cliffhanger during this time. He was doing pulling double duty. Because they both came out around the same time. There's a like behind the scenes like t- television show where, where they where they're interviewing him about Cliffhanger. He's wearing his police outfit from Demolition Man. That's how that's how close they were. Damn. Like you you see a scene where he's sitting on a he's sitting at a cliff 
for you know cliffhanger and there he's in one of the you know the actor's chairs the folding ones and he's sitting there in his in that uniform that everybody's wearing here that he eventually gets and uh but he's talking about cliffhanger and it's like what you do you couldn't even change clothes that's how that's how valuable your time was that it's just crazy that's insane. Like, I mean, really. Yeah. I wonder if they were being closely filmed in the same area. That's what I wonder. Well, if they had to be, if he was wearing, yeah. if he's literally wearing the costume. Now I have to watch Cliffhanger again. But yeah, because I mean, it's right around the, this. I think this came out and then Cliffhanger came out. This was October. I think Cliffhanger was, I think the same year, but. I, I believe so. But like later on. No. Can't I be think much it was earlier on. in the year. Might have been earlier in the year. Maybe it was a summer movie. One of my favorite actors is in that movie, John Lithgow. Yeah, very, very underrated for his for his performances. John Lithgow. Well, I remember the big thing about Lithgow was he was all he always was typecast to play a bad guy. Oh yeah, always until he did Third Rock from the Sun, and that was like his first foray into comedy, and he struck it gold there. That he was on there for like seven seasons, I believe. Yeah, very I underrated so, show, Third yeah. Rock from the Sun. May 28th, 1980, 1993 was, was for Cliffhanger. So, yeah, this was. Yeah, that's what I figured it was a summer movie. So, oh, but honestly, but if you really think back to um, John Lithgow, there was another movie that he did where he was not the villain. He was actually a, a supportive character. Um, and I am drawing a blank right now. Hold on. I was going to say Raising Kane. He was basically the villain and like that he was a victim too of multiple no, personalities this was 80s movie he was a he was a scientist and this kid this girl he was dating her son was a scientist and he stole he stole Manhattan uh, Project yeah I kept wanting to see Manhattan Project but I was like no, that's not Manhattan Project I knew it was something project, but yeah, that one. Yeah, he played you know, a good guy in that one as well. So, I mean, he there he played you know, more the the fatherly person. And then you got Harry and the Hendersons. I mean, come on. Oh, yeah, that's right. I mean, there, he, there is – there is it wasn't his only role. He didn't always play him, but he was mostly, you know. The movie, the movie that got me interested in him was Raising Cain. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. It's so good. So good. Honestly, with me, it was I, we already did it. Buckaroo Banzai. You know, yeah. He, yeah, that was the one that really got me. I was like, man, I really like him because he just played this outrageous character. And I was like, well, if he's able to do this, what more can he do? And then I think the next one I saw him in was that was that movie we just yeah. you know, just talked about. Every time I think of Raising King, I think of the one scene where he's in the car and he's driving. And he's basically looking at the, at the passenger seat and he sees himself with sunglasses on. He's getting into an argument with himself. He's like, what are you doing? You wimp. You're just a bit. He's like, get over there. Do your job. Come on. Oh. It's just, it's just so freaking insane. And how can we forget Footloose? Oh, that's right. Cool. But, and he was technically the bad guy in Footloose. In a way, in on, a way, yeah. He was the pastor. Freaking dick. <laughs> the remake of the movie is awful. I never, I never, I will, will never. I, 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 I saw, I was, I always check out once on Voodoo or Voodoo, Voodoo once a week. Voodoo? 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 Yeah, you know Voodoo. I know Voodoo. Voodoo. I know Voodoo. Uh, I was, always check out their, their specials, you know, to see if there's any like you know, bulk, you know, movies or TV shows that they're selling. And I, I came across a, a, an interesting bundled thing that they were doing was the original versus the remake. And you can get both. And one was Footloose. 
Uh, and there was a couple other movies where you, hey, you know, you, you'll get the original and you'll get the remake. So you can like watch it back to back. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm good without that. I'll, I'll just watch the original. Uh, Captain. I feel your pain, sir. Just certain, certain things should not be touched and certain classics should not be touched. And that was one of them. The Thing was also a remake. And so was Scarface. So those are, I mean, that's probably a stretch, but, you know, coming from black and white to color. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, The Thing's been made, what, twice? Uh, I don't count that prequel. That was, ugh. No, no, it's been, no, it's been, the, the, the original Thing was from the, from the 1940s. Uh, it came from outer space, right? Yeah, no, no. That was the original. The, no, no, it was called The Thing. It, it, was, it was The Thing. You sure? I thought it was called, it, it, it was from outer space. There's different type okay. that are like that yeah but no my yeah and then you had the thing and then you had the most recent thing and then whatever that remake was i you know it's funny that prequel kind of ruined the original one for me a little bit <laughs> remember how we always say in the uh in the asylum is just like i don't need things explained to me don't and when things and that that prequel the thing could sort of explain and it's kind of ruined it for me it's kind of like that terminator jenny Smith. they kind of ruined shit it ruined almost the first two movies. I'm like, what? Oh, Genesis didn't ruin any movies for me. No, it was it was the Dark Fate that ruined the movies for me. No. Yeah, G- Genesis. Gen- Genesis was just a bad movie. It was just a bad like sequel. That's all that was. It didn't ruin the first two. Yeah, no, that that Dark Fake. Ugh. Dark Fake. Yeah, I would agree. I'm, I'm calling it Dark Fake for a reason. It's it's a Dark Fake. It's not a Dark Fate. It's funny because oh whoa you can't eat anything spicy that's wrong. Ouch! Boring. That's funny that they, they all talk about peace and all these cops right now. And this guy's sort of a dickhead. <laughs> hey, he's your typical chief. Yeah. What was that scene in the uh, the last action hero where uh, the chief is yelling at Schwarzenegger and there's like steam coming out of his yeah. ears? <laughs> you blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> oh, here it is. Yep. <laughs> you know what I thought the three seashells were? Before I got ex- explained. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Here's what I thought. I, I, I th- this is what I thought. I thought there was like some kind of water hose connected to the three seashells. And basically water will come out of it. And it would be like different pressures of water. You know how like a shower I, I kind of thought the same thing. I, th- I was thinking. That's what I thought. I was like, okay, let's, it's going to be like hard, medium, soft. And, you, and like the last one would be like a drier thing or something. Yeah. That's what I thought. I was, what thinking, I, th- I was thinking bidet kind of thing. You know? Yeah, that's what I thought as well. And then yeah, you push them instead of pulling a hose out. Exactly. Yeah. 
And then on the explanation, it just yeah. like, what? Yeah. Did you, you want to, you, would you love to educate the, the, the listening folks here oh. at, at midnight movies about what the three seashells are? Because it, okay. it was a mystery for so long. Stallone eventually, and I don't know <sighs> what date it was that he eventually explained what the three, three seashell rule is. Okay. So please take it away. I, I'm going to break this down for you. There's three seashells. Now, apparently, when you're done your business, the, f- the first seashell is to clean the first area that's kind of bad. Second one also does the same thing. I don't know how you're going to deal with those two seashells since they're, they're not uh, that big, by the way. Sort of um, chopstick style. Yes, chopstick style. That's, that's kind of what I read. <laughs> and then the third one is supposed to clean it up. I kind of like my explanation better. Uh, yeah, much, much. Yeah, yeah. More <laughs> I'm gonna stick more hygienic. More, yeah, it's more hygienic. Makes more sense. Because uh, th- that just sounds. Again, it's just one of those things with the Heroes of Asylum. When you have things explained, what happens? It <laughs> gets ruined. So. <laughs> oh yeah, that's uh, <sighs> So once again, we got to give the captain his credit. Don't let him have too much of a big ego. Oof. But he's when he's right, he's right. <laughs> I still Things think, do we, not need to be yeah, explained. They, they, uh, but one of my favorite scenes there was the uh, when he started cussing at the machine and getting the getting the piece of papers to come out. I was oh like, yeah, I, this, I, this, I this, died. This, oh. Shit, bitch, ass. <laughs> That's a little laptop right there, Chromebook. That again, a prelude to the future that uh, Rob Schneider had. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and this is again this is where Rob uh, got his 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 entry into the uh the next uh futuristic Stallone movie for Judge Dredd who was from this. That's right. That's a cool-ass museum, by the way. Yeah, the pictures on the on the back wall there were from the uh, L.A. riots in the early 90s. Welcome to the Hall of Violence. Some of the guns we're going to see here in a little bit, they're actually prototypes of other weapons that were being developed at the time. I can't find it. I did read it somewhere, and I just can't find the, the article again about like the manufacture of the, these guns. Again, something that it, that that is in some cars now. There is a, a way that it judges your height and everything, and adjusts the the seat according to you. Uh, also, for years, it's had the the memory seats. I know my mom back in the '80s had a Mercedes, and she just a button pushed for my for me, a button to push for her because she was like you know five foot something, and I'm not. 
very much a long jump start, but you know all that good time. Perhaps you'd like to hear an oldie station. Oldies? What's that thing they have? The OnStar GPS? I think that came from this. I'm trying to remember. 93? I think on. I think on. I mean, I'm sure OnStar was being developed at the time, but yeah. I, I remember uh, the reason I, would, I remember I would OnStar. Gun, I would put one of those fucking glow sticks in my mouth right now if that's all that was the radio was. Just, just, oh, just I, <laughs> I would die. Oh, terrible. Yep, that's it. Yep, put me back in the freezer. <laughs> What's up with that one? <laughs> Do you see that one mannequin with the army hey, outfit on? Hey, so what, <laughs> what is that pose? What up, my brother? <laughs> Look at that. Unless he's throwing a hand grenade. Maybe a hand Everybody hand else has their guns positioned. He's like, What's up, bitches? Yeah. <laughs> That had to be a joke by some propsman who yeah. put that in there. Yeah, let's, let's, make look, let's make them look weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you think that if they're not, I mean, obviously they're very like misguided on what the past really was. Maybe that's what they thought they did. I don't know. It's I don't know, but out of, out of all the mannequins, he's the one that's just standing like, "Hey, what's going on, man? War? Yeah, let's do it." I kind of sound like a '90s DJ for a minute. Yeah. Hey, welcome back. We got some more. We got Rob Zombie coming out. Yeah, with more heaven than heaven. Or is it more human than human? Did they say more heaven than heaven? It did. It's okay. That's all right. Full claw. Sorry, Rob. Where are the lazy guys? Yeah, and this is the one I was talking about earlier. This was actually it, the the design of the gun. It was a prototype, um, it, not the what it can do, but the the look of it. It was a prototype gun for like back back in the nineties. And I don't again, I can't remember the manufacturer who did it, but magnetic accelerator. Well, look at the other ones behind him. Look at the. You see what I mean? What? The? It's just so weird how they position. Look at that one. Did you see that one? Yeah. Look like he was dabbing. Oh boy, the things I find. Now, what was the backstory about? This is New Angeles. Like yes. old Los Angeles, like it got sunk by an earthquake and they built it on top of the remains. Well, I think it was a mix of San Diego and Los Angeles, if I remember correctly. San Angeles. Because okay. it's called San Angeles. I think that that's what it was. And after like some earthquake or something, you know, everybody said, you know. Okay. But let me ask you this. As you lived in California, isn't San Diego a little bit of a drive from Los Angeles? That had to be some kind of earthquake. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's it probably sunk them both in, and both cities got together and started up a new town or something. Okay, okay. I, they, you know, I was wondering because they kind of mentioned like they we they built over it. I'm like, well, the distance is kind of far. It's it's less than a day's drive. I mean, it's like from here to Miami, maybe. So it's like a three hour drive. Maybe I'm trying to remember. It's been so long since I've I mean, since I drove down there. A 
I should ask my brother. He's in the other room. Oh my god. What do they call those um wife beaters he's wearing? It's kind of like the knit wife beaters like I don't know what they call them. There's it had a name for them. I know I like that was a style for a while. What's well, kind the of like see-through muscle shirts or something? Right? Yeah, see-through muscle shirts or something? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I never wore that. Yeah. I, nobody wanted Sorry. to see that. Yeah. You don't want to see those. He just fired like an old school cannon? Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. And they had that lying around there in a museum? Well, it's probably like the cannonballs were somewhere, but I mean, the fact that they have firepower or firepower, fucking A, gunpowder <laughs> lying around. That's a hell of a museum. Well, it's the, the Hall of Violence. I mean, what else do you expect to be in there? <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. What, rainbow and puppy dogs or something? I mean, really. It's... That's that's the next aisle. That's afterwards. Yeah. The rainbow and puppy dog aisle. It's kind of like one of the biggest shocks in my well, life that the, I heard. What the hell just happened? He, he was shooting forward, but yet the glass broke like it got shot out. That was, that weird. was weird. I don't... By the way, those shotguns are heavy. Nobody could you know, use it like that with one hand. Stallone, he can do whatever he wants, bitch. That's Rambo. See, that's what I thought. See that that, that thing underneath him? Is that supposed to be part of like what was Los Angeles? That's yeah. Left? If you if they you heard built the on over, top of it, yeah. If you heard the uh, the the announcer uh, saying that that what you see below you is a was es- excavated. Okay, okay. See, I'm just trying. I'm trying to get my memory all this. And the only way it can truly be from LA and that there has to be a liquor store and a laundry mat right next to each other. <laughs> the only way it can truly be from LA. I'm just saying that's. Isn't that where like you tell me that you were when you lived on the Sunset Boulevard, that when you walked out of your apartment, the first things you would always see is a liquor store next to a bookstore next to a laundry mat. Well, no, and then no, you would no. walk a couple blocks, and then you I, would see, like, in reverse, it would be, like, a laundromat. Oh, yeah, there's, store. Yeah, yeah, there's tons of liquor stores, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, when I walked out of my place, I had the Man's Chinese Theater as my, like, my my view. But then once once I hit Hollywood Boulevard, then, that, yeah, then it was liquor stores and bookstores, t-shirt, and t-shirt shops, and, yeah, all sorts of stuff. He would be so good in a John Wick movie. Producers of the John Wick 4 movie, I I am clamoring for Wesley Sipes to be in it. Because I want to see a fight between him and Wick. That's right, folks. 90s. Movies with one-liners all over the place. That's it. But I kind of miss those one-liners. It just added something to the movie. The movie could be really bad, but you could always remember a one-liner. Oh, yeah. It, it, sometimes a good one-liner would save a movie. Exactly. Like uh, Rubber Baby Bunky Buppers. 
You don't remember the last action here? Rubber baby buggy bumpers. You didn't think I was going to say that one, did you? Yeah. Too many good one-liners from that one to, to choose that. I know. I chose that one. Now, what does he care? Is that his purse? I don't know. That or a hubcap. I don't, I don't know. know. What is this? Is- it, well, they, 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 the murders may be down, but the, the hubcap theft is pretty large, so they have to bring it with them. Apparently, uh, they did not get along. Uh, yeah, I read that, yeah. yeah where he, or him and Stallone. Uh, I mean, his, Snipes and Stallone get along, but uh, Nigel. Yeah, well, you know, he's a... He was a sir. He's a still a little thespian actor. Well, they take acting as a craft. You know, it's funny. These, these British actors, I mean, they're so well-trained. You know, and they're they're better than American actors. I think people can agree with that. I mean, there's there's some good American actors out there, but like British actors always come very well trained. And I mean, if there's a story that they did with um Tom Hiddleston, he was talking to somebody, and they talk about his training and acting and how what he had to go through, and he has to go through all the stages. They have to learn everything, like musicals. Uh, they have to learn how to dance. Like they have to learn everything. So when they come to the States and they, they read the scripts for all that stuff, it's like it's pretty easy for them because they go through such intense training in the UK. That's why well, that was American like when uh, like when uh, Sir Ian McKellen was reading for for our, uh, for you know some of the for the X Men. Mm-hmm. And then of course, you know, the big one that we've all heard about, you know, for British actors was Alex Gan- you know, Al Guinness. You know, Alex Guinness, yeah. He was he like was reading one of Star the- Wars. He's like, What is this crap? What is this crap? Yeah. You know what I didn't know? And it took me years later, and you're gonna call me an idiot. I did not know he got an Oscar nomination for that movie. Who? For Star Wars. Oh, Star Wars? Yeah. Yeah, I think he was the only him and him and Williams, I think, were the only ones that got nominations, if I remember correctly. He got best supporting actor. I'm like Really? Yeah. I mean, he was good, but I didn't think it was. Well, you got to think of the movie and the time. And I mean, it was, it was a big part for him, especially because he he really hadn't seen much of him. And then to jump into a genre that's well outside of his range, you know, he's war movies and dramas and things like that, you know, bridge over the river Kwai and things like that. That's like, when you look at his, his, his list of movies, that's, outside of his realm and then i just think just because of the star wars phenomenon you know it helped you know it's funny he's like the um well there's been actually three actors who've played like the same role like they had um sir patrick stewart with um i can't remember his name right now what is that kid's name he was in um Oh, I can't think of his name. He played the young Patrick, uh, young Professor X. Oh, um, shit. I'm trying to think of his name. It escapes me now. Oh, what's his name? He was in, he was in Wanted. James McAvoy. James McAvoy, yes, James McAvoy. Then you had Ian McKellen, and then you had uh, Fastbender, and then you had Alec Guinness, and Ewan McGregor. Those are like the, well, the list are probably just three characters who they, they took over iconic roles and they actually kind of like, I won't say plussed it, but they kind of just equaled it. 
I don't know. I mean, if you really want to boil down to like a true, 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 true X-Men movie, the first class is. And I think that in its, his performance, both of their performances. Oh, um, they're both great. You know, oh, that, that's what made them better. And it, you know, it wasn't all about, you know, Wolverine and, and, and this, in the second class of X-Men, you know, really the first class was what we got, you know. But I did like their scenes in Days of Future Past. Oh, like when old Professor X is talking to young, he's like, I need you to hope again. And like, there's just so many good scenes. Like I've been watching Picard recently. I'm like, man, this guy's older now, but he can, he still carries that weight in any scene. Like there's a scene, like if you guys have not seen Picard yet, I don't want to give anything away, but there's a scene where he's talking to a, a certain woman or the girl was like the main MacGuffin of the show. And she's just ex- like, you know, the little girl on the planet explains like, Hey, like he's your family. And basically she's breaking down and he's like, look, I get it. You must be going through hell, but I just want to let you know that no matter what you choose, it's going to be your choice, not mine. And it just, this is the scene itself. I was like, wow, he, he still got it. He's oh, yeah, still yeah, Picard. Yeah. That, that last episode of Picard. I mean, I, it was just jaw dropping, emotional. Oh, so good. So good. I mean, I know the re- the original Trekkies, like I've, I talked to original Trekkies now every now and then and, some of them on YouTube, and they despise that series along with Discovery. I don't uh, Discovery. I and I, and, and, and I don't understand why. I, I get it, but I don't get it. Yeah, well, I, I get. I understand Discovery. I don't get it because I enjoy it. But Picard, I don't see this. It's continuing on where they left off. It's not like they're changing something completely up. You know, he's no longer in the Federation. He's no longer going to have that power and that clout, and and he's he's playing under the radar. Um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not spoiling anything, but you know, the return, I mean, you've seen it in the trailers, but the return of, you know, Troy and, and Riker were just, that was an so good series. So dude, I am not, I I teared up a little bit when they came back. I am not going to lie. And their, their daughter. Oh, (laughs) you see the version I got? (laughs) Did you notice? Yeah. I just, yeah. I just saw it right there. Oh, wow. So the version of the movie I found, guys, was actually the one with the Pizza Hut in it. Pizza so we did not, we did not, we did not get the Taco Bell. Uh, but yeah, this, um, like I said at the beginning, yeah, there was Taco Bell and Pizza Hut were the two different ones in the movies. They're the only ones that I didn't, I didn't realize I, I, <laughs> I found that one. Now, what's funny is I think it was in nineteen. Uh, when was it? There's older Macaulay Culkin right there. <laughs> no, uh, to celebrate the 25th anniversary of the film, the uh, Taco Bell uh, recreated the uh, 2032 San Angeles version of this restaurant. The menu? They no, they the no, they, too, no, they? the the restaurant. They put it. They brought. I uh, put it up at the San Diego Comic Con 2000. Oh, did they? Yep. And they had Dennis Rodman, or not Dennis Rodman. Sorry, Dennis Rodman had his hair dyed and styled the same way as Snipes back for for that. Oh, so he, they had the. Um, uh, so they had that that kind of nod to it during the beginning of the uh, Spurs season that year. But now, what we were talking about, yeah, the the Picard, the, the their daughter, Troy and and Riker's daughter, she that she was an amazing actress. I I felt, I could fell in love with her instantly. I'm like, oh my God, this she's acting like an adult. I mean, I just can't wait to see what she what she turns into. I want to see exactly. Didn't she, wasn't she so good? Yeah, amazing. she was so good. I could like, who is that? Like, like, like the, the first time you see her in the forest when she's coming out, 
Like, well, what? I knew, I, I pretty much knew where they were and who she was. I was like, I was like, okay, I know they were going, I knew there was a, an episode where they were going to meet up. And once I saw the little girl, I'm like, okay, that's got to be their daughter. But I think her role in that scene in, or in that, that, that episode was he- more heavier than like Troy and, and, uh, and Oh, way heavier because I mean, the she, conversation that she yeah. has with the, um, you know, no spoilers, but the, I'm just going to say it's a synthetic. You'll figure out what it was. When she's talking to the synthetic and like in the, the bunk beds, it's just like a real conversation you would have. Like, hey, what's going on? Like, you know, yeah. oh, you know, you got to get over stuff. He's I got a family. You know, Picard cares about you. You know, why don't you just go with him? Trust him. Yeah. Like my mom yeah. and dad do. And it's just a simple conversation, but it added so much. It's like, yeah. and she just made it very simple. It's that kind of things that we overcomplicate things in life. And a kid like that through a child's eyes, she just simplifies it so well. Yeah. The way it was acted, I agree with you. Like, yeah, I can't. So good. I, so I'm gonna, so I'm gonna try to find out if she's in anything actually, and try to like see, see if that's how she is. Cause yeah, I, or just keep an eye on her, and make sure. She- and uh, and Riker and Troy basically were the same Riker and Troy I remember for Next Generation. They were still, I mean, they're older, but still the same. Yep. Like it's the same Troy. Like, hey, you know, I could tell something's wrong with you. How do you know? And he just nods, like gives that little nonchalant head. That head side, head, side, side, head side. Yeah, head. I was just gonna say. Anyway, we got off track. So anyway, but if you get a chance, watch Picard. It's it's really well done. It's just yeah, it's yeah. kind of it's kind of those one of those things that if they ever continue the next generation movies, this would be the next generation movie I would like to see. Well, this is to me. This is what I'm already counting this as the next generation movie. Yes, we've already gotten we've gotten a few few returning characters. You know, I'd love to see. I think uh, LaForge might be returning. I know Guinan. There was a hint of talking about you know getting Whoopi to come back. Yeah, uh, so, she's she's coming back for season two. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, so you know, there's to me, I'm I'm getting my my Picard or my next generation, and it's I think it's great. I and I sorry that people my generation of my age are just so bitter about uh, things that they can't enjoy well, because it's just like it's a it's a conversation we, we've had over and over again of what of expectation versus reality when you see a certain thing for a long time you expect it to be the same thing but when you change it up people get like you know they get disheveled like wait what's this yeah this is the same thing i love no i, I can't accept that yeah that's what it is. Like, oh, we cannot accept these things. No, it has to be this way. It has to be that way. It's like expectation versus reality. And I think that's the biggest thing in fandom. I'm guilty of it as well. Yeah, oh, no, I, I am. Not, I am not innocent I, as I well. But it's just like some certain people, I don't know what they expect to see him back on the bridge. I mean, I, 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 to me, that would be sad. Yeah, but to see him, he's, he's, see him as, he, as a, a, an older person and growing and changing. As a rogue, me, yeah. with a, with a rogue? With a rogue crew? Dude, I love it. I love it. Watch Picard. So this movie ended up as 17th for the year. Uh, this is the same year Jurassic what, what Park you, came back. Came oh, out. Yeah, so well, what, Park, what was uh, number 16, you ask, Kane? Uh, that was The Crying Game. Ooh, and then uh, number 18 was Rookie of the Year. So that gives you kind of a, a, an idea. That's the Brendan Fraser movie, isn't it? Uh, rookie of the year, I believe. So no, 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 no. Is it is rookie of the year the the, the kid who, who pitched for the Cubs and they won the World? I think Series? that's the one. Yeah, that's the one where okay. like something he pulled something in his arm and he yeah, and then he got a and, weird and, like, pitching motion and they couldn't hit him. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it was released uh, for ninety one days, so basically thirteen weeks uh, worldwide. Or uh, the widest release was uh, two thousand two hundred fifty eight theaters. So I mean, it, it hit its 
it hit its goal. It was listed as sci-fi thriller. I don't see the thriller side of this. Mm. Definitely sci-fi action, but not sci-fi action. I don't, I don't think thriller. No. Yeah. I think Blade Runner is more of a sci-fi thriller. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Have you seen Blade Runner twenty forty nine? By the way. Oh yeah, I love that one. Okay. Movie. I thought I thought it, 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 it did it. It did it justice. I mean, for I thought it did as well. And it's a, it's like another argument versus you know like what I just said previously. It's like reality versus expectation, and like a lot of people who love the original Blade Runner hated twenty forty nine, and I didn't understand why. I'm like, you you got basically what you wanted. Like I thought he did a great job. I okay. thought the cinematography was great. I thought Dave Bautista was great in that movie for the limited role. Say that the limited role that he had, I was like, man, he's really getting those acting chops under control. Yeah, he he grew it, and he was very subtle. He was very subtle, which I dug. I mean, did you not like the Jared Leto character? I mean, maybe I I can see that, but I don't know what I don't know what the 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 kickback was. I just heard a lot of people. Neither did I. I mean, and Harrison Ford is barely in the movie. Yeah, I mean, he's like towards the end. Maybe they expected more Harrison. Less, less, uh, Leah. I, I don't really don't, I don't know. know. It's that they, they throw that in the woke category of, of some movies. I'm like, I don't see the woke side of it. Neither now. do I. I don't see anything awoken. <laughs> nothing, nothing. There are certain movies that I've, I've heard, like, again, we, I think one of the ones you and I talked about beforehand was the, uh, the, the uh, Harley Quinn Birds of Prey. I, the commercials and the advertisements scream woke. I mean, I was like, holy crap. But then when you got to the movie, you're like, we're, we're okay i see where it is bit, it but but what i see was about it was a movie about a bunch of women that's all i got so yeah not sure it's honestly i'm, I'm watching um because i've been kind of behind on my netflix finally getting ready to watch or finishing up the uh the last season of uh sabrina and i tell oh. you what the second oh, season so- was like screaming woke with uh with oh. the what's the the girl that went to a guy and i was like man you guys are beating the tree on this one aren't you you're just not not gonna let this one go um season three is a little bit better that's what i'm I hoping it is actually i think i'm already i think i started season three now i think I'm it's like it's it's really really it, it dives in deep like if you remember the season finale of two it goes into that and goes deeper oh, okay cool yeah and so you know how i love that heaven and hell mythology stuff yeah. it, it goes in there yeah i mean I, 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 love, I love the, i love everything they're doing it's just that that one character yeah like, why are they really beating this dead horse so it's I don't know. I mean, I understand just, they're trying to push. To me, plan, it was but... un, To me, it's kind of unnecessary. Yeah. Like you just like it. To me, like out of all the characters in that show, that one character was like the one. Like, hey, we just gotta insert this in there, so it's the woke community. And like, it, like, yeah, it kind of yeah, because that character doesn't it feel that. Yeah. yeah, because the character didn't do anything else. Wasn't didn't lead into any other stories, unless that character is going to be something later on in another season. But right now to me, it was, it was a, it was a break character. It was like, let's just put this in here to take a break from the rest of the story. I'm like, but I know I want to stay in the rest of the story. Don't, don't take me out of it. Yeah. I would agree. And I love the, the armor on this, the way they yeah, take I would, the, the old tires. I think it's a baddest looking thing. I wonder if this was inspiration for man of steel. Cause if you remember the man of steel movie, they had armor very similar to this. If you take a look at it, all you need is like the house of it. Just look at it. Very, si- I'm very similar. At it. it just, it just looks like tires to me when I look at it. I don't see. Well, the other, other I than think the, of it, other than the neck thing, that's the only okay. thing I can say. Okay, if if Man of Steel took anything, was that thing around the neck? But I've seen that before too. So, okay. yeah. But that's, right, that's could, it. Could like, just be me. It, it is. Just no, it's just you. It's okay. But we we okay. we've come to accept you. So, I appreciate that. <laughs> 
Hence the reason we're in this asylum together. So, Oh, Lord. We built this asylum. What are you talking about? Oh, no, we didn't build it. We just took it over. <laughs> Other people built it, dummies. Oh, that's right. What, what, what's going on with the white gun, though? I mean, what is that? That's, what's, that's looks like so fake. It's not even funny. <laughs> it sticks out. It does. It's like, I mean, you, got, you just got like militant, militant white. Militant, militant. I was like. Damn, that does stick out. What do you need a white gun for? Yeah, just I mean, unless you know, there's no metal in there, like he made a gun out of plastic. But I don't know. They're, what are they fighting Magneto? Yeah, gotta have a <laughs> gotta have a plastic gun. That was one of the few redeeming qualities of X Men: Last Stand, and that was one of the few when they were like, you know, they're shooting at him, and it's like plastic guns. He's like, they learned their lesson. That that was it. That was it. Hey, look at that. They walked into my apartment. You have a pink poodle cup? Dude, if I could tell you the stories of my old apartment. Oh, it, it, that's a show for After Dark. Yeah. yeah. Can't get over how long, how young she looks. In this yeah, morning. I know. <laughs> it's... It's just, it's just like it's throwing me off. I mean, she still looks good now as an older woman. Like, in, I mean, well, excuse me, mature woman. I get shot for that. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Fifty-five. She's still looking good. I mean, the last last thing I saw her in was the um, what was that stupid movie with the the monster? With the uh, well, she was a, she, she's a cop, right? No, no, no. The blindfold thing. Um, oh, I didn't see that one. Birdcage. Was it Birdcage? Or, or am I Bird thinking cage? about the... Uh, no, you're thinking about the uh, Robin Williams It was Bird something there, wasn't it? No, it was yeah. Birdcage. Oh, it was Birdshit. Uh, Bird, Bird flu, shit. whatever. <laughs> I call it Birdshit. I, I think a mutual friend of ours um, <sighs> with uh, her friend Chris, they call, it Bird shit. they call it Birdshit. Birdbox. Was it Birdbox? Bird, maybe it was Birdbox. Yeah, okay. We'll go but yeah, but when she... She's... <laughs> He texted me one night and uh, have you seen bird shit? I'm like, Oh my God. Oh, yeah. What? And then I watched it. I go, Oh yeah, it's bird shit. <laughs> yeah. You know, that little area in the living room right there where they're sitting down. I thought that was like a little pool or like a, um, a jacuzzi. Yeah. Yeah. With the blue light. I Doesn't it look like it? Yeah. yeah with that That's what light. I thought. Though. It's a cool style though. I like that. It is. I like it. I just know if I came home drunk, I'd fall flat first. and go. <laughs> Imagine Steve with that. Uh, should I did that a couple of weeks ago? Man, I was walking. They've been doing uh, road work in my neighborhood, and there's a ditch that I didn't, I, I didn't see because it was like at the bottom of this little incline, and I just fucking face first, like foot in, face first on the on the concrete. I'm like, ow. One of the weirdest scenes ever. Uh, give us some time, guys. <laughs> We're not that far off from this. We got virtual um, reality. Can't. No, yeah, you could. I know yeah, I, I can. No, you wouldn't have to leave no. your house. You just, just do it over the internet, man. I don't leave my house now. Exactly. <laughs> saying, so you should be, you should be all for this. Kane will be coming out more often. Just saying. As soon as this yeah, pandemic is over. Yeah. Whatever. Oh, I should come out next week, though. Hey, I'm going to. After we're done here, dude, I'm going to karaoke. I'm bringing my own microphone, though. Well, you're a rock star. Well, no, I don't want to fucking talk and sing to something that's if somebody's sick. 
Oh. You got to think, man, when somebody, when you're singing, your mouth's an inch away from that microphone, spit, everything. I already told. I already I told I should, start, should I start bringing my own microphone? I don't know. I, I just, I'm going to find out tonight. I told, I told, uh, Mr. Ben Jamin, I was like, hey, uh, pull, pull open a, uh, an XL cable for me, man. And I was like, I'm going to bring my own mic. <laughs> I'm going to bring my own mic ne- next week. That's the way it's going to be. I'm going to see how it does. I'm going to bring the, uh, the one you have. I'm gonna, Let me know how it is. Yeah, I'm going to see how it sounds. I've been wanting to try it out at, at the, uh, with, with his system before, since it's supposed to be like on par with like an SM58. But So we'll find out tonight. Is Sly Stallone wearing the, the, the same outfit that, that Bruce Lee wore in Enter the Dragon? Looks like a gi. Yeah, well, yeah, because everything's sort of, well, if you look at how everybody else is dressed, very, very Japanese. Yeah, very, very Japanese. You know, I heard something crazy, by the way. And as a fire, <laughs> no, 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 this is, this is really crazy. And as a Firefight Serenity fan, I'm, I'm wondering if you could back this up. All right. Yeah. They claimed, from what I read, Blake and Josh Whedon, like his influence for the show was basically what had happened was that the Japanese took over the world. And like years later, like when you see all these uh, scriptures and writings on the wall and Serenity and Firefly, it's because it's Japanese influence, but yet there are no Asian actors on that show. Even the last name, like Tang, was influenced by Asian like continuity. Can you back that up? Yeah, no, that, that was supposed, supposed to be the backstory of, of it, the, that the Japanese, like, not didn't take over the world, but the Japanese culture became predominantly over the world. So you know, a lot of English lost. That's why they cursed in Japanese. Okay, okay. Because I never knew that, that. but there there is a straight up reference to to a Japanese company, um, and I'm trying to remember the name of it. That's it. But was in the Aliens movie, Um, Waylon and something or other. uh, Waylon and uh, Waylon Naki something or other. And it. I was gonna. You know what I was gonna say? I was gonna say Waylon Jennings. (laughs) Remember that Waylon Jennings company that took the world. Drink but bourbon. yeah, though, because if you if you see, I think it's the first it, episode of Firefly. You will see that's the symbol for the whaling company or uh, in from Aliens. You'll see the logo on a couple of the couple of the. Yeah, of the I, I gotta rewatch there. that series again. It won't won't take long. Nine episodes. No, no, no. <laughs> was it nine or was it ten? Ten. Sorry. Whalen Utani is what it was, yeah, and it was okay. that's and you'll see the labeling from from that in the uh, in Firefly, so it's it's hinting that aliens and Firefly are in the same universe. Hmm. But the only time you hello, the only time you see um, actually the only time you really see any Asian people are usually the the the, the street people or the local people, but everybody else is. You know, if you see uh, when they're eating dinner on on the uh, on Serenity, you see Mal with a chopsticks eating a tomato. You don't see forks. Hmm. But yeah, no, what you heard was you know primarily okay. correct. Yeah. Okay, just making sure. Yep. Again, and then they, they and they did des- they describe those um in the Serenity movie those creatures. I forgot what they're called. What were they have? They were like zombies. In space, that drove ships. They had a name for them. I really forgot what they were. 
They just and they they said something about them also. What were they called? I don't know. I'm drawing a blank here. And I can I can hear I can hear our Firefly fans out there screaming at us right now. They're like bastards. Hey, I, I never claimed I know everything. I usually know everything. I just blocking the hell out of it right now. The rate was it Wraith or something like Wraith? that? Was it the Wraiths? I don't know. It was the Wraiths? I keep t- thinking of Chiwetel Ejiofor in that movie. He was Jesus. That was like one of his first movies, I think. Who's that? Chiwetel Ejiofor in Serenity. When he was, he played the lieutenant. That's all his name was. Oh, uh, the the one that went went after Mal. Yeah. I don't think it was his first movie. What's the first one I know him from? Oh, okay. All right. He might have done other things, but that's the first one I know him from. Like that first scene where he's interrogating the guy and he's just talking and like like the way he's his demeanor was in that movie, like his actions, his moves. Like he didn't have to kill anybody, but his voice could. What well, was very similar if you if you ever saw the last episode that was uh for Firefly was uh, Objects in Space. The the same he was almost very similar to the bounty hunter that was in there he was close he was he's, I mean, yes was you're a right lot, he, he, a lot of similarities a lot of similarities you're right but i think he was more intense i don't know but you could flip a coin either one of them you know there's another good sandra book movie i just thought about do you remember the net uh, I think I saw that one time, and that was it. I've seen it a couple times, actually. It's one of my guilty pleasure movies. Because you know how you have a movie that like, like you, you love? Reavers. Goddamn Reavers. That's what it was. That's what it is. Okay, the Reverbs. Thank uh, you. Thank not you. Rever- not Reverb. Reavers. Rever- Reavers. Reavers, yes. Yeah. Sorry, Brown Coats. We got it. Yeah. The Brown Coats are legion, by the way. You watch out with those guys. There are Brown Coats out there. I got my brown coat shirt. Yeah, I know. Where'd you get it? Hmm? Huh? My brown coat shirt? I got yeah. that at MegaCon. Hmm. Was it one I got you? No, no, no. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was. Yeah. yeah see? Uncle Kane knows. Yeah. That was the uh, evening of the debacle. <laughs> yes. But hey, you know what? The Heroes Asylum was born from that, so it's okay. Well, one of the reasons it was born. That's freaky, by the way. Having TV sets with like a guy talking to you like that. Yeah, where it moves. Wasn't there a Star Trek episode like that? No, no. I'm thinking of something else. No, you know what I'm thinking of? The old, uh, old school Star Trek series from the 60s. Well, they're talking like one, and the, and the big screen Kirk is talking to this head. It's like an alien oh, head yeah, yeah. Like a, with his mouth open. And it's in the opening credits too, or the closing credits of Star Trek. And then they finally find out who it is. And they open the door and it's basically just a head. <laughs> and that's all it was, like a recording or something. That thing scared me, dude. Beetlejuice. 
<laughs> Every time he cusses, I, that is great continuity in the movie. They could have just let it slide, but he, they could have, they could have, but nah. But every time he dropped him, Pete. That was one of the big things about, I don't know about like, probably like early villains and movies like this. They they would always like, even if they have that, a gun to their head and they know they're, they're beaten, they would always stand up and do like a monologue. Like, I know you got me, but you know what? Let me explain some things to you. You always have to have the monologue. Just you always got Just before he dies. Yeah, you got to have the monologue, man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Why did... Is he wearing sandals with socks? Ew. Of course, man. At least he's not wearing Crocs. No, God, no. You know who wears Crocs, dude? No. You would never believe it. Do I have to unfriend him? No, no. Oh, okay, I would. I would have to kick him out of the house. Oh, okay. The Sarge. Oh. Uh, hey, you know what? No, no. Yeah. He, he's he's a sixty plus. Yeah. No, he's, he's allowed. Uh, yeah, he's allowed. Okay. Yeah. That's the whole point, man. That's the only reason why I want to live long, so I can fucking wear ugly shit and just walk around, and people can't say shit to me. I can't wait for right now. I right now I wear ugly shit, and just people say shit, so I have to deal with it until I turn sixty. So yeah, then you'll be all right. Yep. I got a pair of those glasses. Sunglasses. <laughs> she reminds me so much. I mean, or it's the other way around. Zevo from NCIS reminds me. Of oh my god! She always screws up. He saying. does. <laughs> and I'm not a big NCIS fan, but I remember that character. She does remind me of that character. She's like, I'm here. I'm ready to join. I'm gonna screw up every common thing I can. Yeah. And he loves it. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm home. All right. Have you ever uh, watched a TV show, How I Married or How I Met Your Mother? Yeah, big fan. Okay. But me too. I don't know why this episode came to my head. Do you remember the episode where they're trying to search for the perfect hamburger? Oh, yes. <laughs> Them and Regis running Them around. Them and Regis hey, running Regis, around. the place. This ain't it. <laughs> this ain't it. And they kept like tasting like these burgers, like yep. and uh, the um, uh, what's what's his name? What's the actor's name? He was in Freaks and Geeks. He's the big talk. Uh, Jason Siegel, the Jason yeah. Siegel character, had to go into every single restaurant yep. tasting hamburger, and they were like looking at him, like, "Is this it?" He's like, "It's not it." <laughs> yeah, go to the next and, restaurant. In a in a Mulder or what, what's her name? Um, oh, um, ah, uh, what's her name from uh? Agent Hill, Marie, Marie yeah. Hill, yeah. Yeah, she, like, she, Colby she, Smolders, Colby Smolders. Yeah, Colby Smolders. She just never ate, never ate. She's like, I'm starving, I'm starving. Because, like, they couldn't eat until they found the burger. Oh, my God. I don't this know why. This reminds me so much of somebody, and I cannot. Neither, oh. Um, okay. I know. I think I know. You're, you're, you're going to be the one that, you're going to be the one that knows, so. I don't think it's, I don't think you, I don't know if you remember the name. I'm probably going to get it wrong. Uh, is it Mary Conchita Olanzo? Let me look her up. Hold on. 
Yeah, because it might be her. It might be her. Let me see. Minus the unibrow. Yeah, no. <laughs> I just found out. Uh, I don't know. Any. Rat. <laughs> oh, I think. Ooh, she had terrible plastic surgery. All right, hold on. All right, I'm going to. All right, I just sent you a picture. It's her when she's young. Let me know. I don't know why. That was the first person I thought of without the unibrow. No, that's not who I'm thinking. No? Okay. I don't know why I thought it'd be her. She'll come to me. It's it's somebody okay. that's been in like another mo- other movies. Like, I, I'm sure it's not her. She just looks very familiar. Another deep cut, by the way, Mary Conchita Alonso. We, we got like full of deep cuts today. You threw in Hill Street Blues. Can't believe it. Uh, no, I threw in Hill Street Blues by accident. That was and then I threw in and then I threw in and then I I you know I had to go I had to elevate staying elsewhere. So. Oh God, that car! My brother had that car, by the way. He misses it every day. Dumb idiot sold it. I had a. He said he was going to give it to me. Fucking ass. I had a 1970 Mustang Fastback. Did you? Yeah. Damn. Candy Apple Red, just like that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kicked myself. Is that early 90s or like after high school? Oh, no. This is my car during high school. (laughs) And you had the long hair? Jesus. Oh, yes. Yeah. Chick magnet. You can be honest. It's okay. You're amongst friends here. Ro- Rosemary Linguanis. I've butchered the hell out of that name. You are welcome, oh, Rosemary. Rosemary, what is it? L-A-G-U-N-A-S is the hamburger lady. Oh. Okay. Hey, what happened to Mary Conchito? Now she got old. Is that what I have to expect? What? When you get older, your face gets bigger? I guess so. I don't know. So my face is going to get bigger? We'll find out. Ouch. We'll all find out together. Yeah, we'll be doing this till we die. We'll be 80 years old. We'll be doing this. Our grandkids would be kicking us. You done yet, Granddad? You remember that time that we? Oh, again, where's that show we talked about? <laughs> I don't remember that one. <laughs> Do you remember the watch along we did? What the fuck? Are many- you? Can't stand you, you old bastard! <laughs> you old bitch! You don't listen. <laughs> it's a future podcast. Many years down the road, we'll be. We're just fine, kids. We're just fine. We're all going to grow old together. So now there was a subplot to this movie that we have not seen yet. And it, it sort of, it didn't get done, but the scenes were still in here. Yeah. It kind of started now when he went, you know, to this underworld of Los Angeles or San Angeles. Excuse me. Doesn't this guy look like Carl Urban, but younger? Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. 
Or actually, I was thinking more uh, Vaughn, Vince Vaughn. Oh, you know what? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> think, more Vince. All right. But no, the, the subplot that we did not see, and you're right, it did start here, boys, that his daughter is still alive, and we meet his daughter. They film the scenes and everything. We just, we don't see it. But the actress that is there, she still shows up every once in a while because they couldn't cut her out. They only cut out the, the subplot that his daughter is down here with these guys. Not, 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 the, uh, not the Phoenix guys, but the Dennis Leary guys. Uh, we'll see her later on. There'll be a scene with Dennis Leary. Ooh. There'll be a female sitting like to the left of him, a curly-haired girl. She, that's that's the, the actress that was... The daughter of John Spartan? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They, they took it away because they felt that it made him too soft. But honestly, I thought that would have been a better. I thought connection. that that's what you need. Yeah, you need. It's funny that you know they say that nowadays because in nowadays movies they add those connections. Yeah, like I'm well, like, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, no, go. I was gonna say, no, I was gonna say even in Aliens they did that too, where there was a scene that was cut with Sigourney finding out about her daughter. Yeah, yeah. Now I was gonna say like the, the deleted scene in Infinity War. They deleted that also with Robert Downey Jr. and his older daughter. Which I would have loved to seen, and they showed it, and I'm like, they should have just kept that in. Well, I think they already had the connection with. I know what the little one, but I'm just yeah. saying, like her older, it would have been like you know, and he's near death, and it kind of like would prelude to what Thanos did in the first movie, like yeah. oh okay, hey. yeah, that would have been that's, that, that's probably the I'm only saying. reason I would agree with that because it would have been a mirrored image of what Thanos went through at that moment too. That's what I thought. Yeah, that's what I thought as well. I was like, man, that's a misstep. No, still was a good movie. Yeah. But yeah, no, she shows up. I like I said a little bit later. So like I said, she's a curly haired girl. She's sitting, stands like to the left of Dennis Leary. By the way, the uh, last good burger I ate was a Fuddruckers hamburger, and then I found out they closed the Fuddruckers in the Arctic Mall. I cried. What's the Arctic Mall? That was the one. That's the one by International Drive. Oh, well, you know there's a Fuddruckers down the street from here. Don't lie to me. No, there is. That's down Where? There. Uh, if you go a little bit towards Apopka. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. Steve-O and Bobby and a bunch of people go over there during the days. Yeah. Oh, my God. I have to go there. They have the best hamburgers. Oh, that's right. Ouch. You know, it's funny, a movie like this, like he's like Sly has been revisiting his old films like recently, you know, Rambo, he did Rocky, Creed. I kind of think this one would have the best potential for a series like a, like ongoing. Yeah, which is kind of like I said, I was surprised that they didn't because they I mean, they made a million dollars. I mean, they, it's not like they didn't. They just broke even. They they made a profit. So I'm not sure in the the reason why I because you know, it has like like the world they're in. I'm just thinking about the overall environment. Yeah, there's just so do. much you could do with it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Maybe they're just like I said. The director didn't do much. The producers were. I don't know. The producers were onto other things. So I don't, I'm not sure. I, and again, maybe it just didn't produce as much as they thought it should. 
I love that. It pops up. That's great. <laughs> That's great. I love that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I know it got panned in the in the by the critics, but you know, screw the critics. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, well, it, yeah, really, we, we, big, like, we we're, we're critics in our own way too. So I mean, people, I can understand people not agreeing with us saying screw. That's fine. Screw us. But I don't. I just there's a lot more you know weight to these guys, and I don't understand why they're. They, they sit and watch movies. I think there's like – th- it's funny because I think you and I see movies from a certain point of view, to quote another movie. Um, we look at them for what they are, not what they could be. Like this movie could be like, you know, oh, it's so stupid. But maybe that's what they were going for. Maybe they were going for zany, crazy. And I know we got into an argument before that I think that you like more structured things and not crazy things. And, you know, clearly that I was wrong. So I admit I was wrong. I mean, we like the you, same freaking shows for God's sake. I know, but I'm just saying like, I, I know my overall opinion that I thought of you before overall, like before I met you, I thought you were very straight edge. Oh, but then, but then, but then Howard, let me finish. I was to say then, then, another, another future thing the self-inflating tires. Exactly. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, go ahead. Too, by the way. Okay. <laughs> but then I learned, I was like, wait a minute. You're just as zany and insane as I am. Maybe even more. But you just like an overall story that's like that makes sense. And then when I was like one of my favorite comics of you know a couple of years ago was Dark Knight's Metal, and I loved the characters. They were great. They were fantastic. I love the characters, but the story sucked. And even I admitted that. And I thought for a while I was like, oh well, you didn't like it, so it doesn't mean that you can like expand your mind and just appreciate something for what it is. And I was wrong. I want to say on air that I was wrong. That's all. Continue. I'm going to get back into the metal one. I just got to wait for they're all done. I got so far behind on those. I was like, you know what? I just, I'm not, it got to, it I'm got not to even going to like try to catch up right now. I'm going to wait. Do till you know why those, those comics carry like such a weight for me? I think you can guess why. And I won't even say it. Well, first of all, it's Batman. I mean, it's, it's a, well it's, that, and there's I mean, something else that, that to me, to me, that's 80% of what, what it is. And then just, yes, the, the, it's, the, it's that. And the time well, I was going through. Yeah. Yeah, because you so, you were you were uh, you were stuck at home for quite a bit. Exactly, and that's why those. I guess that's that's one of the reasons that I got back into comics. So, thank you, Dark Knight's Metal. Is that all outside? That's not CGI. I know that. No. I mean, you think this is right when the same year Jurassic Park came out. So like the CGI hadn't been shown off too much. So yeah, you're looking at, you're looking practical. This is probably the same road they did teach you on, you know, because there is a road out there that they is basically like this long road that people film stuff on. Uh, same thing with um, like when they did uh, the, the Matrix number two. No, it was yeah the second one where they did the highway scene with yeah. those weird white zombies yeah, they, flying. They built this highway out and then they just left it there. I know this is pre, pre, uh, pre that, but there still was a road. And basically, what they would do is they would film a quick scene and then back up everybody and then back you know do it over and over again. So it looked like a looked like it was a longer road than what it really was. You know they're filming the Matrix Four right now. Yes, I do know. And have you seen? Yeah. I know. I know you don't watch behind the photos stuff, but 
I know, honestly, I've nothing's come out. Nothing's come up on my feed about that. That one, I might well, be a little interested to see a, a couple of there, things. They, but... There've been. There's a picture out there. And why don't we? Keanu's have a... Sorry. Yeah. Just, why don't we have the this? foam thing? I know that. No, seriously, the foam thing would make so much sense. Yeah. I guess it might be too hard to like yeah. duplicate. Maybe. That'd be a great idea, though. But yeah, know, I, see, I'm, I'm, I would be sort of interested and sort of not because. I, I, I don't see need for they, they ended the story. We we ended it. I don't I don't see a reason to have another a fourth. Here's episode. what I'm worried about. Here's what I'm worried about because I saw the behind the scenes photos and I'm thinking, oh, it's Neo. But the thing about it is Keanu's aged a little bit, and in the photos, the behind the scenes photos, they show Carrie Ann Moss. She still looks good, but they have Keanu still looking like John Wick, and I'm worried they're gonna make Neo like John Wick. Well, definitely. I mean, it's going to be fighting. I mean, that's a given. Yeah, I mean, but I'm, I'm we, we worried wouldn't have gonna... we wouldn't have John Wick without without you know. No, me. you're right. You're right. I'm just saying, like, he looks too much like John Wick. Still, like, the, got the beard or something? Or yeah, he's hair? he's got the long hair and the beard. Yeah. Well, this is a new Matrix, so maybe maybe oh, that's, no. that's this is his new digital self. Remember, this is all about the digital self. All right, all when right. they're in there, I'm not... or this is him outside the Matrix. Then then I can understand the beard growth and everything. See the haircut Benjamin Brad has? Yeah. When you get a chance and you come here next time, you got to talk to the Sarge about that haircut because uh, when I try to duplicate that haircut, it's really bad. Disastrous results. <laughs> he'll tell you about it. And he'll enjoy it, by the way, because oh. he enjoys giving me pain. Oh, then, yeah, that's why I'm sure he and I could sit there and talk for hours then. Oh, you could. <laughs> he likes you. <laughs> Take this job and shovel it. That's right. It's shove it. Is that a seventy? It's a oh, challenger. No. Uh, I've never, never, no? never been on for uh from for Mopar. So I've always been a four. Okay. Okay. Yeah, just gonna tell you. I was I was always a battle between me and my me and my stepfather. He was a Chevy guy. I was I was a I was brought up a Ford guy. So we always had a always back and forth. Yeah, back and forth. So. Especially growing up with that Mustang. I mean, that's that seventy Mustang. You know, was you know, was was quite old when I got a hold of it. And there was a lot of repair. It just wasn't because it was a Ford, but it was because it was just old. And he's like, "Bring that damn Ford up here again." And I was like, "You got a Corvette? You got a '68 Corvette sitting in the garage, and you haven't done crap with? Don't even start with me." Does he still have it? Uh, yes. Yeah, he still has that. Are you serious, yeah. dude? Take you. You have to take a picture. Oh, dude, it, me. It, oh, dude it's so it's it's sad looking. Is it really bad? Even, even for a Ford Ford person. It's sad watching that Corvette just sit there and just. So it's it's just like it's dusty and it hasn't started in years. He used to drive it all the time. So you just you just keeping it around? He's just keeping it there. He's he's got yeah. a new motor to put into it, but just hasn't done anything. That looks so fake, by the way. <laughs> when they threw that body in the fireplace, that the leg stuck funny. out of that. I, I got to drive that car one time, dude. One time, and it was great. And it was I, a glorious day. I had life. to go. I had to. We, we were all at a party. I was young, and you know, I was old enough to drive. But it was. I think it was his fortieth birthday party, and he had a little bit too much to drink. But he drove the car over, and my mom drove her car. So she's like, "Well, I'm going to drive my car. You drive him home." And I'm like, "I get to drive the Corvette." She's like, "Oh, yes, you get to drive the Corvette. 
be good. I go, I, I'm, I'm gonna, okay, okay. You were like, giddy, like a little school. Oh, I was, so was. I sat down <laughs> that far. We're driving <laughs> to the neighborhood. He's sitting next to me, and she's in front of us, and she makes the left to leave. And he's like, hold on. I go, hold on. What do you mean? I got to follow. He goes, just wait. I'm like, okay. And she got far enough away. He's like, all right gun it i was like what ah. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> that turn fishtailed a bit caught it and went straight and he's like there you go he's like we'll do that a couple more times down the road i'm like okay oh my god that reminds me when i first got my driver's license and um my mother when i walked out i was so happy my dad i'm like yeah i got it i got my license and my mother's like hey look for the next two weeks, I'm, you're going to drive the car, but I'm going to be in the back seat watching you everywhere you go, right? That's my mom, right? On the back seat. That, that was my mom, right? And my dad, my dad, God bless him. He's like, here's the keys. Just go. Just go. And it was, a, it was an old school Monte Carlo. It was like a 1977 one. Yeah. Brown. I remember it. It was a big car, big car. Yeah, those were. And he's like, here, go ahead. And I always wanted to drive this Monte Carlo so bad because I, I was like, oh, and I drove it. I fucking gunned it. And I'm like, yeah, rock on. And my mom was pissed, but I didn't care. <laughs> the fireplace looks familiar. Beetlejuice. Do you remember? Remember the Beetlejuice? Yes, yes. That's what I'm thinking of. The, the, the giant fireplace. See, there's another. Oh. Yep, another Beetlejuice reference. Another Beetlejuice you, you reference. You can look at the design of these things. How they're like kind of cockeyed slanted the, the monitor yeah now keep a look at this name the list of this names there's a future murderer on this list and was not a, a, a murderer at the time when they when they show the list later there is a one scott peterson on the list. really yes I thought, that, do that, I thought that was interesting. I was like, oh, man. This guy, you guys are, he, he doesn't want her to get hurt, you know? Mm, you know, he's a good guy. I wonder if he hit that. Hmm. Uh, no, I think was he, he married? Was, I think he was still married at the time. Was he still married to Jennifer Flowers? Yeah. Have you seen his daughters do? Oh, my God. I feel like an yeah. old man looking at, you know, it's bad. He's a grandfather, too. Neo before Zod. Sorry. <laughs> Was it over the top reference? <laughs> Probably. I'm just saying, like, he, he turned the cap. find another car to do that to. You had to do it to that one. Yeah. Of course, you got to wear that beret. Very alien influence, by the way. With the smoke and everything. Walking through the corridors. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. See destruction. That's, that's what I thought of.
gotta have the two gun flying in motion action scene. Yeah, and a lot of this, you know, some just some of the the tropes that they have here just remind me, you know, so much of um of like like the last action hero, you know, how that just picks on. You know, we keep mention we keep we keep mentioning that movie it, again. It, it would it's on my list of ones I want to do. I think it would be fun. Just mine too. It, mine it's so too. Cheesy. It's and I know it would probably be the least listened to. But uh, but you know what? I don't care <laughs> because I've quoted that movie many times. I've talked about that movie so many times, and I think if you don't choose it, I'm going to choose it down the road. I think I'm going to do a guarantee. We are going to do that movie. I don't know when, but we will. Because you, like me, appreciate that movie for what it is. Again, another movie that was panned. You know, when you call this movie like the last action hero of Stallone, I would agree with you. Because, I mean, that's, if you look at his, very much in that vibe. Yeah, if you look at all of his movies around this time, this is the only one that, wasn't a property of any comic book or anything like that. You know, Judge Dredd was its own kind of thing, you know, a comic book movie. This just stood out on its own. It's just like, just not his version of, you know. What was that one thing from uh, Sesame Street? One of these things do not fit together. One of these things are not the same. Sorry, kids, if you don't know what Sesame Street is and. Everybody should know what's uh, it's still around. That's okay. Is it? Yeah. Is it still around? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my god, that's frightening. Did your kids watch Sesame Street? Oh, I did. Oh, your kids? I'm saying. Oh yeah, my kids. Yeah, they try. I tried to get them. They, they were Teletubby oh. and and. Okay, uh, this is the, they were far beyond that. Barney, time. but yeah, but, I mean, it was but it was still out there. Like I tried to get them to watch it, and they're like, no. Mm. And, and then, then they got me hooked on the Teletubbies because I don't know what it was about that damn baby. No, Teletubbies are frightening, oh, dude. Oh. oh no, those are frightening. No, like I, I had, to, I was home for something one day, and I, 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 they were watching it, and I just sat down on the floor with them, and I just like got entranced by the baby and the, and the weird talking. I'm like, oh, oh, oh my god, this is what it's doing to you. I know what it's doing. It's kind of like how I felt when I found out what a brony was. <laughs> Because I thought it was a joke. I was like, what? What is a brony? And then I looked it up on YouTube one day. And then I found out. I go, I thought it was a joke. I really thought it was a joke that somebody had made up. And then I actually looked it up. And there was a freaking community of bronies. I'm like. If you would have gone to make it with us last year, you would have seen some. And and they're not like the normal size guys. Because we're pretty normal size guys that are just decently built. These are like big guys. And they're like, yeah, man, I'm a brony. I'm like, like, what? Are you serious? Yeah. Uh, here we go. You got to have it in a 90s movie. You got to have that final scene. So now the soundtrack to this was interesting. Did you, did you, did you pick up the soundtrack to this or no? Mm-mm. No. It was really, it was just an EP. It wasn't really a true soundtrack. It was basically... Sting doing a yeah well uh, the, the you had the the score version but then you actually had like the the release version which was basically Sting doing a cover of Demolition Man which was originally done by Grace Jones 
If anybody doesn't Ooh. know who Grace Jones I is, really, look wow, her up. Really? She's a classic. Yeah, really. There's a uh, there's a Grace Jones documentary on uh, Netflix right now, so you guys should check it out if you're ever interested. Grace Jones, also a Bond girl. Yeah, and uh, and uh, and uh, I think a slight nod to her Wesley Snipes hair. Yeah, well, touche, sir. Yeah, um, but she she had a song, Demolition Man. This one, Sting re re recorded it. And then the rest of this soundtrack was basically just like a live album for him, just or a live EP. Um, and if anybody's not sure what an EP is, it's a instead of a LP, which would be a long play, this was extended play, which was smaller, maybe like think of like a only like five, four to five songs instead of like full album. Well, I thought an EP was normally like one single, and then you had like the instrumental version, then an extended version, then like a remix version. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing, but the, the EP is more about the how many songs that it's a shorter. You know, for, for us older folks, it would be just like having one side of a tape or one side of an album. We wouldn't get the full album. You only get like a small portion of it. And that's what that's what an EP was really for for this. And that's all it was. It was, you know, him doing Demolition Man, a recorded version, a live version, and then a live version of, you know, some police songs. I don't even think they did um I don't think that he did any like sting songs. I think he just did songs from the police. Love this scene. Awesome. That was badass. How come his hair didn't freeze? Blonde, <laughs> Did you man. notice that? Like the hair stayed blonde. You don't fuck with the bleach. It's the animal. <laughs> the bleach is powerful. But the uh, the the soundtrack itself was uh, done by the guy that uh, did the score for Alien. Oh, really? The third Alien. Not the oh. alien, yeah, Alien Three. Which is that, that was a David Lynch one, wasn't it? Uh, what the the movie Alien Three? David Lynch? No, I don't believe. No, so. no. Who am I thinking of? Who did the third Alien movie? No, it has to be David Lynch. Hold on. I don't think David Lynch did an Alien movie, but I, I could be wrong. Hold on, hold on. I, I know I'm right. Oh, it's um David Fincher. I'm sorry. Fincher. Okay, I was saying I didn't think Lynch did an alien movie. Yeah, I was. That I was not right way I just now the gir- curly haired girl behind De- Dennis Leary and to his le- to his left that is Stallone's daughter. Uh, you'll see her really when they, yeah when they get the or not his real daughter but 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 is it John Sparta's yeah his John Sparta's movie daughter. Yeah, her the. Her? Oh, yeah, that's yeah. A, that was that was the actress that played his daughter, and again, like, damn, said, she looks a, she look, she looks a lot older than Sly. Well, it's his daughter from okay. from the movie, so she's oh, and okay. cryo so she's cryo frozen for yeah. So he's gonna be his age, or at least thirty years old. Okay, all right. makes sense. They could have they could have went further. I mean, they could have done more. I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of world building you could do with this. Yeah, like I said, I don't know because what, like, you know what you could literally do if you made this like a procedural. You could literally like every season, like a new villain escapes the cryo chamber, or like you know the cryo chamber like blows up, and all these villains escape, like you know they from who are notorious in history, and like every season he has to track one of them down. Like think of a like a a John Wayne Gacy, 
in the future. Like, and he's like, he's like, and what if like he got incorporated with the same thing that Simon Phoenix, like he could fight, he's intelligent. He can use all these technology. There's a lot of things you could do with this. Sad that you didn't go further with that. Yeah. Like I said, unfortunately, I don't know what it was. Maybe they didn't feel like made enough or, or, or what, but. They could have been scared, gun shy. It happens. Again, it just was during Stallone not pulling in the money he used to. You, know, you got to realize, you know, you had you had Oscar, then Mama, like you know, shoot, stop or my mom will shoot. So he probably wasn't performing like he was beforehand with you know his other his other classics. So, guys, that is it. That is my my entry into the into the movie categories. Our '90s movies. Uh, next month will be Canes. Oh yeah, and so, I got a couple categories. That, yeah, I think I know I, what movie I want to do. All right, I haven't talked, but I think it's going to change. It oh. it always changes between now and then. You know yeah. that because your yeah. movie changed. So I well, my movie still my I still that movie is still in the play. I just chose. I like, really I, honestly, I I'm not going to give category. away what movie it is, but I hope you do that movie. I no, really I am. I, I just I I just changed the category. I just thought that cat. I think that category what right now would have been would have been a little too heavy. I think that'll be down the maybe in two months, like when it's my turn again. That might I might go ahead and mm-hmm. could do my sci-fi choice then, and that you know do that. I just thought something more lighthearted and fun at this point yeah be better yeah true it makes sense with the times we're going on with right now yeah. so, and then of course you know the seashell thing so yeah the seashell i like i said i like our explanation better than the yeah. original explanation because uh, that's just nasty <laughs> i'm just just not it makes no sense to me it makes no sense to me so yeah it was good thanks appreciate it good times yeah, good cool. times in the midnight movies uh i am kane of course, that is the captain. And I think our next one we're going to be doing is... Part of our Avengers initiative. Yeah, for the Avengers initiative. Um, and I think it's going to be the first Thor, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? Uh, yes. Yep. Yes. The first, yep, we're doing the, the Kenneth Branagh Thor, which should be fun. I have a lot of interesting things to say about that movie, especially the time it came out. That'll be for the green room sessions. Yes, definitely. All right, folks. So that is going to be it. Uh, we got a, uh, our, unfortunately our Kaiser con, uh, if you guys are on our Facebook page, did get canceled for the uh, thing. It has been officially rescheduled for June 12th and the 13th, still a Friday and Saturday. We will still be there just pushing it back a little bit further. Uh, and, uh, but that, other than that, guys, that's, you know, all we have, you check out the here's asylum page. Uh, we're some big changes. We're, we're talking here of updating the, uh, the social media on our site. So hopefully we'll see some changes there and, and hopefully you guys will enjoy it and just let us know when we do make the changes. Let us know if you, th- if you like it or not, if you don't like something we're doing, say, Hey, just drop us a, drop us a line. Well, we lo- we want to listen. Pretty much just hit a like a comment, do share the page, um, Twitter and Instagram at the heroes asylum. Instagram, we're doing us some stuff at Heroes Asylum. Not the, it's just Heroes Asylum. I had to change it. Some issues with the Instagram page. Hopefully, we'll be doing with that, more with that as the future goes along. But some fun things planned. Sadly, won't be a Kaiser. That really sucks. But eh, we'll have it. But it'll, it, it'll, it's just been postponed. It's not that yeah. it's not happening. But we'll still but have it. But anticipation we'll builds the heart, making the heart. We did have a few so. people I know that couldn't make it. So hopefully, this go around, they, they can make it. And uh, we'll, we'll hopefully see you guys there. Um, but make sure you guys do check us out at heroesasylum.com and you can see all of our links there for this midnight movie as well as Heroes Asylum. So take it away, King. Twitter and Instagram at the Heroes Asylum and at the Heroes Asylum. And as always, from the captain to me and to you, get to the asylum! Get to the asylum!